opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. Oh, it's us. And frankly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, so I should stop trying to get guests on the show? Yeah, I'm sick of it. Okay. I hate all of you. (laughs) Who is, um... Oh, you you wanted Anthony on the show, right? Yeah, I tried. I tried. He didn't want to be you on. You know, um, his uh, his store page went live for the game. Oh, really? Yeah, I, th- I think by the time that comes out, he might want to hop on and talk about his game dev process. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, that's odd. I can't find the link here that he just sent me. I'll share that with you later. How's his, uh, your, your guys' VR world you're building, the uh, the Blockbuster? Um, I don't think he's touched it. I suppose if he's working on, like, an actual game, once you get towards yeah. the deadline, that, that kind of becomes all you do. Yeah, I, um, I also made a mistake. I was making my own VR world, and VRChat unexpectedly updated the Unity version. So now Uh-oh. you can use the 2019 version of Unity. So I'm like, oh, okay, good. And the thing told me, like, you better update. Like, okay, I click here to update. Okay, I updated. And now my stuff doesn't work anymore. Sure. So I have to start over from scratch, kind of. And it's like, if I'm going to start over from scratch, I might just work on something else. Yeah, that sucks. Because otherwise it feels defeating. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So how was your day? My day was all right. Had a, I've had a, a busy week, as it always is. Most of it's work shit, right? Like, we're we're getting ready to buy even more equipment. Where do we put it? Let's uh, tear every, you know, in in spirit, tear everything out of this department. If we had to, like, rebuild it from the ground up, what would it look like? So I've been in a lot of, like, meetings this week about uh, engineering and and architecture and restructuring everything. And it's been been kind of all right. It's been fun, but... Not not super interesting, probably, unless you like work in that field and have to do that on a day to day basis. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Um, been, been. Uh, we're mixing my my music. I'm really close to being done with that album. Uh, I keep tweaking little things, but I'm at the point where I'm just tweaking little things. Like the bulk of it is good. If I bet, if I put it out, most people wouldn't even stress about the things I'm stressing about. So it's nice to be at that point because it means like, hey, the light at the end of the tunnel is just like, I guess like stick my hand through the tunnel if I wanted to. I'm just choosing not to. So I got a couple more tweaks to make and then the mix will be done. Then I'm going to ignore it for a bit and then I'll master it. And hopefully that'll be out um, in November, maybe. No, Red, that's coming up pretty fast, huh? Yeah, it's exciting. Um, I'm looking at the Renoki's game, by the way. I, I really like this. There's like some neat bullet hell elements here. The... I think graphically, it's actually really interesting. Like, it's not complicated, but the perspective he's got going is really cool. The game's called uh, Wivia, W-Y-V-I-A. Uh, uh, yeah, go check this out, listeners. Have a, have a, take a peek at this. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, you can, uh, if you wishlist it on Steam, it'll tell you when it comes out. But I think the date is November 1st. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, release date November 1st. Is this 2022, though? Oh, does it? I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's a placeholder. I would hope so, but maybe not. But I, I would. Know. I'll add it to my yeah, wish list. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would wish list it so you can pay attention to it. Support a friend of the show. He's a cool guy. He's got a really pretty boy anime cat guy avatar in VR chat. You're you're jealous of all our cool VR chat avatars, aren't you? A little. 
I like mine, but some some of you guys got pretty good ones. Where did he get his? Because his, I feel like I've never, I haven't seen anybody with one similar, but it also feels like kind of generic. Like it's probably someone edited heavily like a stock anime character. I think he got a base off of Gumroad, and I think he added stuff to it himself. Oh, okay. That's cool. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Um, I, 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 did we want to do anything fun? To, I don't know what, I don't know what the plan is tonight, right? Like, so I, I, I I've been kind super of prepared. I haven't been feeling great this week. Oh, um, I'm kind of stressed out about some of this, uh, that, so like this last weekend, the Taliban took over Afghanistan. Yep. They sure did. And it's been, uh. Like there are people that forecasted a worst case scenario that would play out over the next six to twelve months, and every single day has been one month of that forecast. Huh. So it's been kind of hard to process because every day, like something new happens, where it's like, "Oh, we're already there," and then the next day, it's like, "Oh, we're already there." And uh, I've been following kind of closely, and frankly, it's been kind of stressful because I I also don't have a complete picture. I'm not like sure. I'm not qualified to speak to half the stuff that's happening, so it's hard to gauge what is actually important, what isn't, and everything. Um, but on Tuesday, uh, it's like everything's kind of like officially settled, and that's just just this is what it is right now. And I check Twitter for news and updates, right? And the top trending topic on Twitter was Afghanistan, and the number two topic was Among Us. And I asked Chad, hey, do you want to talk about Among Us this week? And he said, I don't know what that is because I'm an old. I did not, you liar. I know what that game is. I've never played it, and I get it confused with Fall Guys, but I definitely know what it is. Um, what, <laughs> what is it? It's a 2017 game? Yeah, but then it got really popular like a couple years ago or a year ago because uh, celebrities started playing it that wouldn't normally play video games. And then people 2018. started... Started uh, streaming it on Twitch. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it caught on oddly late, kind of out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I just, I find it very interesting how pervasive it became, like out of nowhere overnight. I think what was really sad is uh, Fall Guys came out and was the only thing anyone was talking about for exactly one month. Yeah, and then Among Us became popular, and it's also free on phones, and so everyone dropped Fall Guys, and they're like, "Oh, look, you like bean shaped people? Well, these bean shaped people don't even have arms. Get that arm noise out of here. We got Among Us now, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's so like easy to draw that kids are drawing it, and it became like a new religious symbol that replaced that cool looking S." If that's a joke, I don't get it. I thought you were going to re- say replace that cool-looking T. No, the S. You, you know what? that thing that kids draw? Oh, yeah, with the lines in the in the, in just, the, in it, the diagonal lines. It, it looks disproportionately better compared to the skill it takes to execute it. Yeah, like you don't have to know how to draw it in order to do an Among Us guy. Correct. So. It was like it was this perfect storm where it's an engaging form of gameplay. It's also a form of gameplay that isn't overdone yet, at least when it cut on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like you know, lightning in a bottle kind of thing, where it just took off. 
Right. Oops. The lightning in a bottle thing's interesting because it's one of those things where you can you can create a brand and you can market, but you can't you still can't force it, right? Like you can do a lot to uh, get as much exposure as possible, but you can't like make people in the House of Representatives play your game on on a Twitch stream and talk about you know the, the state of healthcare or whatever. Like you can't plan for that. But I know that happened with uh, with Among Us. I think like H Bomber guy was you know hosted a bunch of stuff. Like it was really crazy how this this game like exploded to the point where like it wasn't pop culture. It was like culture, and then it was gone because I haven't heard anybody mention that game in a long time. However, it's like it left its mark, right? Because I still see people be like, "Oh, that's pretty sus." Like that's still around. Like it 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 is altered linguistics for people who go on the internet. And that will probably not go away anytime soon, if ever. Well, the other but thing I, I love so is I haven't how seen the game in ages. The, the shape. Oh, really? Because at the uh, at E three they announced a big update. Oh. And um, and there, like there's a new mode that has more players in it, and new colors, and new hats, and you can get the Jeff Keighley mask today only. And I don't know. It, it's a. Uh, I, I remember somebody made an Among Us map on VR chat. And it included avatars. And that ruined VR chat for a month. Because if you went to any public place, there was at least one child running around going like, you're sus, you're sus. And like waiting for people to laugh. And there's no laugh track. So he'd get scared and run away and try it with someone else until someone laughed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh... my favorite thing is, have you seen that like mental illness thing where you just see it everywhere? Go on. No, I'm confused. Like, 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 what are you like? Are you saying like when you when you see something and then you notice it, you start noticing it everywhere, like that phenomenon, or like an actual? Yeah. Okay. But with Among Us. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess. Because it, it's a running gag I have in a lot of chat groups, where people will like they'll say, "Oh, here's a picture," and you look at it and then get mad because there's an Among Us in it. Oh yeah, I get what you're talking about. Now that you sent me some examples. Um, or like the classic one is the trash cans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or it's kind of like funny. Logos, like, what, like, you know, your oh, brain this... notices shapes. We're so good at pattern recognition, right? That we can just. Yeah. And that, but we collectively can do this. Like you can post this and I can be like, oh yeah, I get it. Like it, 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 it it's vague enough. And I go you know, kudos to the design team for in Among Us, right? For doing that, whether this was intentional or not, like. You done good as far as like introducing your thing to pop culture, like pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a, actually a very good way to put it. Um, well done. You guys did some next tier, amazing super marketing. I know you were because you, you're you were talking about fads, right? And like we can continue on with this game. I don't have a lot to say about the game because oh my god, these uh, you're sending me more stuff like. Here's the guy on the dollar, and then you outline his head and his hair, and yeah, and you draw a circle in the middle. It, it, it kind of fits. It's weird, but it kind of fits. Okay, I, I want to send you one more thing. Have you seen this Family Guy like fan animation? Probably not. Somebody wrote a script of like, oh, this is what the Among Us joke and Family Guy will be, and wrote it out. And someone else went and got a Peter Griffin imposter impersonator. And an animator to actually do it. Boy, this is worse than a time I was sus. 
Oh, yeah, it was definitely green. Boy, let me tell you, he was eyeing that drip the whole time. Caught him in the act. I chose brown because it's a color of moon. Wow, that absolutely does look and feel and sound like a Family Guy joke. Yes. <laughs> that, good job to them. That That is, I'm impressed. That was great. Um. So I guess the, the reason Among Us came up and the reason it was the number two top trending topic in the world right after um, Afghanistan falling to a terrorist group, um, Fortnite came out with an Among Us mode. Oh, okay. And it's literally, it's the same gameplay where there's an imposter and other people have to like perform tasks to finish the mission, but the imposter is going to try and kill people and you can choose to vote people off. Right. Okay. So the, the, the couple among us devs were kind of complaining that their idea got stolen and there was a lot of like hashtag, uh, indie problems. Well, and I, I refuse to feel sad for them when they have like merch on the aisles at Target. Yeah, at that point you're Especially not like. Especially when like, they, well, yeah, you're an indie game because you're independently published, right? Like, like that word, that phrase, technically means something. But yeah, when you're like, when you have merchandise at Target right next to Minecraft merchandise, I'm not going to feel bad for you that someone ripped off your idea. Like, congratulations, you you are literally relevant enough to be ripped off. You made it. You did it. That. That's... But they also like one of them pointed out like, oh, I guess we didn't copyright the gameplay. Well, I guess you live. You learn sometimes. And it's like, don't I you have you to have an idea to gameplay. copyright it? Well, yeah, copyright law is like there's different kinds of it. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know enough about this to really speak with authority. But like, if you publish something, you copyright it. It's yours. Like, if you put something out there, it is yours. It's just intrinsically yours. You don't have to go file a copyright claim. Uh. If you do, it makes like suing and lawsuits easier, DMCA's things like that. But you don't necessarily have to. It really comes down to like the legal side of it and possibly, you know, fighting for money or or royalties or whatever. But I don't it's also know, not their idea. Sure. And I also don't know what to what extent you can copyright a gameplay hook or a gameplay idea yeah. because I'm pretty sure you can't. Yeah. Right. Mario was the first person to jump on mushrooms. So is the jumping part what you copyright, or specifically mushrooms? If I jump over cabbages, it's not copywritten? Right. Bingo. It's funny, because you logged into Twitter and, like, found a topic. I logged into Twitter today, and for, like, five minutes, furries was trending. I still don't know why. I was scrolling through oh, yeah. it, and it was basically <laughs> just people who were like, why is furries trending? So I'm like, hey, guys, I want to be part of this hashtag furries. So what's the big deal? You know, like... I still don't know what happened, but... No, no one solved that mystery. I, I was following that, too. The, the trending thing on Twitter is so weird, because I understand that, like, I, as a person, can talk about multiple things at the same time or be engaged in multiple conversations on Twitter. But to have, like, world news, Afghanistan, and then right underneath it, OnlyFans is banning sexually explicit content, and then right under it, Griffey, I don't know what that is, and then right under it, Heavenly Entertainment, like... Like ranking these, it, it feels like it's ranking these things in terms of importance, and it, right. in a way, it kind of is because it, it but, for Twitter engagement is important. Yeah, but some but of Twitter's these never, things are. I don't think that's more, ever worked right. No, it's weird, and and I feel like I get different ones than other people. Like it like gauges oh, them yeah. to my interest. Yeah, it it curates things. Um, like I have video games marked as a topic I like. Mm -hmm. So that's why Among Us was right there next to 
important news. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I, I was going to say, like, 15 years ago, I was playing Trouble in Terrorist Town. And I remember people making fun of me for enjoying that because that just meant that I wasn't smart enough for Space Station 13. Oh. And it's like, I, I think there's this weird thing where I, I get there's always going to be younger people. But it's very bizarre the way that like a young person can do something like find a carrot and they'll say, look, I invented a new vegetable because I've never seen it before. So no one else has. And like oh, that's sure. their impulse. So it's kind of like Among Us is the most brilliant thing ever. I can't believe it. And it's like, okay. I feel like that happens in other media, though. Oh, yeah. I don't have like specific yeah, examples, but everywhere. like you get introduced to something like this is amazing. And then you find out that it has like a lot of history. I mean, I guess death metal, right? Like, for me, it's like, oh, I like this band. And it's like, yeah, did you know this genre's been around for, like, 30 years? Have fun. And you're like, oh, oh my, there's so many bands. Like, it, it, It's just like, when you get older, you, you realize that that's a possibility. Whereas if you're a kid, I don't think you have, like, the awareness. You know, you're just, your mind doesn't quite work that way yet. You're still making all the brain synapses connect or whatever. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. But I guess... um because there's there's not a whole lot more to talk about Among Us. Uh, I did want to just consider some like weird fads over the years. Sure. Because Among Us certainly became this like cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I I found this like clickbaity website where it's like, what was the biggest fad in the year you were born? And so there's a whole big list here of like I don't know exactly how they calculated it, but it's like the the number one fad of that year. Okay. And a couple of these, at least the more recent ones, I don't know if I agree with. Um, twenty seventeen was eating Tide Pods. Yeah, I feel like that was like overblown by the media. Like a handful of people did it on Twitter or, or TikTok or whatever as like a joke. Yeah, it was just like, oh, the kids are stupid. They eat the laundry detergent. And I also feel and like that was a topic for maybe a month. Yeah, not the year. That was for um, like boomers then- to complain about Gen Z. Like it, it, it was so stupid and fabricated yeah, but then 2016 was pokemon go that one that one i agree with yeah so let's let's go back a little bit further um pokemon I, go, okay. s- I remember 2016 because i went to rock usa that year and so i, I want to say disturbed and slipknot and like there were like these this group of guys and i think i talked about this on the podcast at the time because i think we were still doing it then no have we been doing it that long whatever but like the, these kind of like you know bro dudes probably work out uh wearing sunglasses and whatnot and like all of them were playing pokemon go and it was really entertaining to like you know in between bands like hear them play this game and talk about this game and they'd like progressively get kind of drunk and then when disturbed came on like let loose they were just like singing at the top of their lungs and i was like it was a really great moment like just enjoying the crowd and and whatnot and these people that i would not associate with like pokemon just based on like how they were dressed how they're talking how they're acting what they look like you know just like super having fun with pokemon like that was that was neat so yeah pokemon go is huge i'm scrolling up a bit more do you want this page while i'm have it sure um for 1998 can you can you spitball a guess i was not born in 1998 so i cannot furby really i thought furbies were oh 98 i thought i thought you i thought you said 88 i'm dumb I remember Furbies. Yeah, those were definitely everywhere. I had one. I didn't. They were. I remember out. them being everywhere, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. I feel like 
I, I don't remember. I think this is after Tickle Me Elmo. I'm, Maybe. I'm thinking. But I remember the thing with Tickle Me Elmo caught everyone by surprise by just what the demand was. And there was this thing where toy companies are like, we need the next Tickle Me Elmo. So I remember Furby felt like, okay, this is designed to be the next big toy thing where they're like, they're putting so much into the marketing because they need stores to run out so that people keep asking for more. It it felt like, oh, okay, a, a focus group boardroom decided how to make this toy. It didn't feel like an inspired new toy. That being said, sure. it is cute. I get it. You know? Some of these are, are kind of interesting. I'm definitely... like 2014 with the Ice Bucket Challenge. I definitely remember that being like this huge thing. Uh, everyone was doing it from like relatives to the local radio station and like small bands and like, you know, like nominating and egging each other on. Like 95.7 is actually the local radio station. We're talking about that the other day. It was like, hey, remember when we were doing the Ice Bucket Challenge? Uh... Fifty Shades, I guess. It's kind of weird to think, like, a book that got popular is also a fad because the book's not gone, right? Like, you can still go buy it. Like, they still sell copies of this in stores. People still own it. It's on their bookshelf. Like, like books don't disappear. And I always kind of consider, like, a fad, you know, I guess none of that stuff really disappears either. I, I just, it just, it's weird to me to think of, like, a book as a fad because I think people legitimately like that book. I mean, I feel like the book's popularity peaked in that year, mm-hmm. and it was a thing people talked about, but I feel like using it as a lazy reference for jokes doesn't make it a fad. Sure. It's like, like, I, I remember that, that ruined YouTube videos where instead of having a punchline, they would just reference Fifty Shades of Grey and then like wait for applause. Yeah. I remember a lot of that. Well, and before that, it was Twilight, right? Like, like that was a big joke. Yeah. It was like, oh, still a better, better love story than Twilight. <clears throat> and you look back on that and you're like it's just kind of edgy and lazy stupid yeah it didn't <laughs> it wasn't like an actual joke um i'm looking at 1997 and it's tamagotchi i remember those i don't know if i ever had one i so the the boy version of tamagotchi are you familiar with those um i know there was a couple right like you big little monsters or whatever it's called digimon oh and I literally bought a Digimon this week. Like an old one or a, or a no, new one? They they just released a 20th edition anniversary Digivice. But cool. it's the version that I wanted when I was a child. Like back in 1997 when they were selling them. The ones that they sold in Japan predated the cartoon show. Uh, They were... It was an actual its own game where the Digimon would like have evolution trees that branch off and there were different ones to collect and stuff. And it was just a rectangle. Okay. Uh, when the show came out, it got popular in the U S and they sold an American version of Digivice, but it was only one Digimon and it, and the case itself was modeled like the Digivice in the show. So it's like, you got the orange one and that had Agumon on it and you got the blue one that had Gabumon on it. And that was your options. Okay. So I always wanted the Japanese one, but they never like brought those to the US. So it's one of those things in my childhood where it's like, oh, I guess I'll never have a Digivice. And so I saw this on the shelf at Target this week and I did a double take. Like, there's so many Digivices here. <laughs> like, what is this? 
I didn't realize it's the 20th anniversary of it. And so I actually, I got one and it's like, it's kind of surreal because I literally never thought I would see one in my life. Sure. Um, and, and the instruction booklet has the original artwork that predates the show where a lot of the monsters are designed like slightly off and they're kind of weird and not correct. And there's a lot of like grammatical errors, like they're called Digimons in plural. Hmm. And like when they die, there's like a Christian cross over the grave marker and stuff like it. It just feels so Japanese. It, it's sure. just, there's this authentic vibe to it. Um, going through more of these uh, these fads. 2001, it says McMansions. I feel like something that like 99% of people can't afford isn't a fad. Well, also, I don't even, I never heard that before. So I didn't even hear about it. I, I, yeah, I did a double take on that one where it's like, did nothing else happen that year? Or like 1994 gift cards. Like gift cards are still around. People still fucking buy gift cards. I love gift cards. They're great. Like give me an Amazon or a Visa gift card or something I can just buy shit for. Like that's not a fad. That's just a a way to give people money. But that's not a fad. No. Yeah, this is a weird list. Uh, Now Beanie Babies, that counts as a fad. Yeah, I I would say so. Um, Did you ever get into those? Uh, I had a couple. I had a scorpion. He was badass. 2005 was iPod Nano. Once again, I don't know if that was technically a fad. Like that was like, like cutting edge technology. If you were into music and wanted to carry around a shitload of music, oh, they're pretty popular though, because that was like that was the first time MP3 players were like small and had a lot of data on them. Right. I mean, they were popular, but they were popular for a reason. Like, I, 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 I would yeah. say like a, a compelling reason, right? Like Among Us got popular because he. I don't. I, I feel like. I don't actually don't know why that game got popular. I've never played it. It doesn't seem very fun to me. But, like, there's such a functional aspect to having an iPod Nano during that time. Or, like, having a phone now where you can listen to music, right? Like, it'd be like, hey, buying a car is a fad. And it's like, no, people need cars. Like, that's how we transport each other. Like, there's a functional reason we own these. 1992 is so specific. Did you see that one? Uh, Let me scroll back to it. I'm just kind of, like through this right now i want to i want to hear your reaction when you read it the adams family pinball machine that's stupid there's no way that many now, people that, bought one of those fuckers that is a very good pinball machine but there's no way that that was some sort of national fad that everybody couldn't get enough the adams family pinball machine i okay 1989 game boy i don't know i went from my good japanese brandy to corbell Japanese, uh, the, 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 the Chinese, I'm sorry. That, that's just better. <laughs> 2009, hipsters. I think making fun of the way a certain pe- group of people dress isn't really a fad. I think it's just mean. But I, I don't recall ever, like, seeing hipsters. Like, it was always just, like, something on the TV or on the internet. People are like, look at these people thinking they're so cool because they drink expensive coffee and wear that kind of hat. You're You're so privileged to have that stance i live in the midwest we didn't have time for that shit it's too cold for most of their clothes i yeah i i cannot dude going to college i literally couldn't remember people's names because everyone looked the same Hmm. and it's not i'm not joking literally like everybody looks the same um so i got in this habit of just going like yeah man or just saying hey yeah man hey yeah we got to 
uh, where is the other guy? Yeah, in our group, that that guy, Stacy. Yeah, her. Like I could <laughs> not keep track of anybody. Um. Okay. Nineteen seventy nine Walkman, as seen in Guardians of the Galaxy. Dude, those things were great. I had one of those. Those things I was a kid. are great. <laughs> I I have so many awesome memories of my Sony Walkman, that big yellow brick and the shitty headphones it came with. You hypocrite! You were just complaining about iPod Nanos. This I was not same... complaining about iPod Nanos. This, no, you were, you said they weren't a fad because they're technology. And these probably weren't either. Like people were yes, buying were. these because it was the best them. way to listen to a fucking cassette on the go. Yeah. Like people want to do that. You don't have to be in your car anymore. Okay, nineteen seventy-seven disco. That counts as a fad. I guess I feel like there that was definitely like a cultural thing as well as music, and then no one like cares about it anymore, which is funny. Oh. Do you consider like one hit wonder bands to be fads? Um, sort of. I, th- I, I think I anything of, that, uh, if it's very popular for a little bit and then you just drop it, then it's a fad. With the, the, the sigh, what, what the hell song did he have? Oh, Gangnam, Gangnam Style. Style. Like, that has 4.1 billion views on YouTube. And then that his second one video song is totally a fad. Has 1.4 billion, which is a crazy amount, but that's a huge drop. And then his other one has 590 million. Like, the percentage drop between those three songs is insane. Oh, 1964 Troll Dolls. I can't believe those are that, that old. Oh, man. Troll Dolls are cool. Did you uh, did you ever have one? No. We had, we had two Troll Dolls that were both holiday-specific. So we had, like, a Christmassy one. And he would hide in one of our stockings, like when we're decorating for Christmas time. And that was always kind of cute. But we also had a St. Patrick's Day one. And he had green hair. And my mom always thought, like, why doesn't he have orange hair? Because he's supposed to be Irish. And my dad was like, well, no, but it's green, so it's St. Patrick's-y. He was like, but he's got a hat. The hat's green, and the hair's green, so it all clashes. Like, shouldn't be orange hair coming out of the hat. And we had that conversation every day for years. Nice. Um... Yeah, troll dolls are fun. There's a weird, uh, uh, there's a weird super fan like collector culture for troll dolls. There's people that will, yeah. There's like maintenance and stuff that you can do on the hair because it, you you know what, uh, hair, uh, doll hair specifically. You know it like grows. What does it like shed and get longer or something or what? Um, it just the hairs kind of they come loose. So oh, they'll okay. slide out a little bit as the as there's like wear and tear and aging with temperature and stuff. So there's actually like people that collect dolls. They'll do maintenance where like once a year it's time for the dolls' haircuts, and you look insane to the people looking in through the window. Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> one of my favorite, or one of my favorite Jenny Nicholson videos is her like getting really old My Little Pony dolls and like cleaning them and brought, like like styling their hair. Yeah, and she has like a method to it, and she's talking about why certain things work and why things don't work, and it's so like deep dive into something very specific. But she's having fun, and it's shot in a way that's really fun, and she's just like really charismatic, right? And so like it's such an enjoyable video to watch, despite it being about something I care nothing about. And YouTube's like I love YouTube for that, like good stuff. Yeah, so the hobby of collecting troll dolls 
exactly the same as the hobby of collecting My Little Ponies, except there's not a single troll fan with any amount of charisma or personality. That kind of makes sense. You cannot find a single well-adjusted person that's like, I love my troll doll collection. Here's an actually funny skit. Oh, they're going to reboot it on DVD this year. Look at this animation quality. It's always kind of like, this one's named Benjamin. And he he's very naughty because his foot is warped. So he tends to roll sideways every time there's an earthquake. And he takes his friends with him off the shelf. And I come and I say, Benjamin... You didn't fall off the shelf again, did you? And he, you, you know, Benjamin did, and sometimes he'll hide, and I look for him for hours. That was my troll collector um, character. I'm available for birthday parties. I would hire you for my birthday party. We could get drunk together. It would be fun. That's not that's not work. That's just hanging out. <clears throat> oh, I'll pay you to <laughs> hang out with me. Oh, okay. This is stupid. This is 1962 is not a fad. Like the year? No, the fad they chose for that year. Oh, what is it? Surfing. That's not a fad. That's just a hobby people enjoyed. And, it never and they went still away. do people it. It didn't go time. away. <laughs> okay. Okay. 1960 is the twist. Oh, now, like dances, dance? popular dances at high schools, that's a good category for fads, because those yeah, definitely come one. and go. What was you the big the, dance um... when you were in high school? I don't fucking know. I ain't Everyone was doing the gin rummy. We'd put our hands in, our pans out, we head up and head down. That's what they do at the time. I have no idea what you're talking about. Did I you go either. to any of your high school dances? I didn't go to high school, fuck you. Oh. Did you? Yes! gross i did not get homeschooled but no i didn't go to any dances in high school yay do you remember that episode of ed ed and eddie that's about fads yes that's one of my favorites that's a good one and i was thinking of that one because of the topic right and it's just like it was it's so encapsulated like like the people if you're just like right outside the edge of culture and you're just desperately trying to keep up and you can't like obviously it was really accelerated but and then they like, try to like make their own fads up to like steer ahead of the curve, and I don't know. There's something about like the loser desperation in that episode that I'm like, this one speaks to me. Yeah, I think that's actually a very smart episode. It has more structure to it than other episodes do. Yeah. Um, I I love the part at the ending where they try to guess like three fads in advance, just so everyone else will catch up to them. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is a bad idea. And they drop everything and they come back out and then everyone's wearing the stupid costumes they were wearing. And it's like, I don't know. I <laughs> I just, I, that was a really, that was a really cute show. Mm-hmm. That Ed and Eddie's great. At some point we should do like an episode, either a watch along or, or something to that show. I bet we could find an episode on YouTube. Oh yeah, that, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, Have you ever seen those uh those videos on youtube where somebody will take a scene from a movie but add ed ed and eddie sound effects no but that sounds awesome it, it's funny sometimes but sometimes it's just kind of sad because it's like yeah that's the whole formula of ed ed and eddie is just the funny sound effects mm-hmm. um i think it's very charming and creative what they do in the show but when you see batman writing superman and you just hear like yodeling and then a donkey 
and like <laughs> and it's kind of like okay this is funny for a bit but it's also like yeah well sure okay 1938 superman comics once again not hasn't gone away like people still love superman how much money have the superman movies made or the dc movies with batman and superman like like he's a relatively a popular character <laughs> they'd be like oh like marvel's a fad and it's like if it's going on for like 30 movies and each one makes like a billion dollars is it a fad or is it just like part of culture now because like the idea of a fad is it's fleeting and none of those things are like i remember when people thought pokemon was a fad and it's just like oh i'm an adult they're still making pokemon like it hasn't gone away the, the series is as big or if not bigger than ever because the adults still buy the games and now the new children buy the games because they're still children's games Oh, did you see the uh, the trailer for that new one? Nope. Man, I, the comments were all super positive, and it's like, I guess I'm an adult now, because I see no joy in this. I mean, I felt that way about Pokemon for a really long time, so... Yeah, but I'm Cameron. <laughs> and I'm Chad, and this is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. I, okay, I don't get this one. <laughs> for 1936 Girl Scout Cookies... Fuck that, that's stupid. Girl Scout cookies now, here, are great, but here's overpriced. The, the photo they use is clearly from last year because they they did like they did a box redesign within the past couple of years. Mm. So they used the most modern photo possible to showcase this crazy nineteen thirties fad. What the hell? Yeah, okay, this isn't a great list, but I have yeah, I think my, we had okay, some so fun my opinion it. on Girl Scout cookies is sure they're good, but I can get a thing of Oreos. For like half the price and get twice as many cookies. And I'm going to do that. Maybe that's not that controversial. But every time someone's like, did you want to buy a Girl Scout cookies? I'm like, no. Go go get Oreos instead. Just to spite you. I think I skipped over my year. I want to go back to 1988. The good old days. Back when I had 3,100 ads being blocked on this fucking webpage. Um, okay, so the 1988 fad was A Brief History of Time. What? That was Stephen Hawking's big book. How is that a fad? That's stupid. It sold more than 10 million copies. Good for him. I wish I could sell 10 million copies of a book and then people would find this show and cancel me. Like, that's not a fad. That's scientific research from a very smart man Mm -hmm. whose information is still relevant. Exactly. That's not what a fad is. Okay. And you were like born this, in this 1997. It's just us bitching about this website. Yeah, we wanted to talk about Among Us and fads, and instead we're just we're being bitter. But we got to hang out and be friends, which I enjoy. Okay. All right. You know what? Let's. I think you have the right idea. Let's be positive, because that'd be the right thing to do. Okay. We are at 43 minutes. Is there anything else we want to like do, or do you want to keep going on this? Because I had, I guess I had something of of a bit, or like, do you want to listen to this weird song with me? Yeah, boy. Okay. So the context of this, um, is that I was watching a YouTube video ranking metalcore bands, because uh, I like the the Finn McKenty who does stuff like that. He's he's fun. I enjoy his. It. Someone was like, they brought up this band called Doctor Acula. So Dr. Period. A-C-U-L-A, Dracula, right? Like, And I was like, that's a funny joke. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's a D-tier or F-tier band. And I had never heard of them. And so I wiki them, and they haven't been around for a while. 
Um, and they were kind of just like, what are like, they were, you know, a meme band before meme was like a word that's used in the context it's used in. And with a name like that, I'm like, this has to be at least an interesting train wreck. I'm going to remember this for this show and maybe we can listen to a song and see what we like. So this could be terrible. I'm sorry if it is. The song is called Shocker on Shock Street. It's only two minutes long, which lets you know that they're probably a really great band. Um, and if you're ready, I'm going to hit play and I'll count down. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so let's play in three, two, one, go. <laughs> Oh, wow. I did not expect this at all. This is like really old school deathcore. With lots of swearing for no reason. It's interesting though because like the funny sound effects they work in reminds me of clowncore. Yeah. Like, he's doing really, really shitty pig squeals. His lyrics are kind of, like, they're semi-random. Yeah. Oh my god, he's gotta stop with the pig squeals, he's so bad at them. I'm kind of reminded of like punk music though like I like they're trying to do breakdowns and it's not good but just like the weird kind of shouting and not nonsense and not caring like and I know punk's not really like that it's like what pop culture has told us punk is like but, like I associate this a little bit like the vibe going on right now is kind of punkish no I'm seeing that also I think he's a fry screamer which is kind of interesting because this genre does not have a lot of fry screaming in it anymore. Like, it's it's all moved to, to false chord. I kind of hate these pictures because they're so, like, try-hard and lame. Yeah, they're terrible. I think I kind of like the sound more than the <laughs> the accompaniment of the pictures. Well, 12 years ago, someone's like, some of the best squeals I've ever heard. And it's like, oh, they've gotten so much better at those. There's still a really stupid sound, and I don't entirely recommend anybody ever put them in music. But... We can do them better now, guys. For the, for the for those so the pig squeals are where they're they're doing that like really loud like re 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 noise. Um, I can't really do them, but the way you do them is you overtone sing, and then basically scream through that, and so you create two resonance chambers in your mouth, and then like the overtone one it gets it adds a lot of brightness, but you can really only do it with certain vowel types, which is why they all sound the same. Um, it's kind of neat. I've practiced them a bit, and then I I realized that. I'll probably never ever use them in any of my music and it's not worth working on because they're stupid. Okay, this is bouncing back to the fad thing we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. But you know how I was talking about I want to get into like EDM. Uh, I bet Furby words would be a great sample. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Because they had like a made up language. Yeah. Um, and there, there were actual like meanings to the words. It wasn't gibberish. Like I think, I think you could actually get like a dictionary or something that would translate furbish. Yeah, yeah, for and you sure. could train it to speak English or something. Do you remember that? Yes. 
Uh, that would that might be a fun thing to look into. Burby language sample. I wonder if there's way like places to download. Like I feel like someone has to have these somewhere. Okay, now this isn't this isn't what I was talking about, but I did accidentally stumble on this video on YouTube that I've seen before. It's called the Furby organ, and so it's literally like a pipe organ, but all the pipes are Furbies. Have you seen this before? No, but this is upsetting. But it makes it makes a sound. Okay, and like the more I listen this? to this, it's like, yeah, there's something here. Man, absolutely. You could definitely like do some really weird like noise core or industrial stuff with this sound because it is fucking upsetting. Yeah, I think it would be a very interesting accompaniment. So I've talked about a podcast I'm in love with called Art of the Score. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a two-parter on Blade Runner. And the first part was the first movie and the second part was the second movie. The first movie, it has more music in it, but I feel like they had less to talk about. Like it was interesting use of of, uh, synths and working in the film noir traditions and stuff. But the second one, despite less music, there's so much more interesting use of ambience and... uh, it also like sounds in the film like beeping of machines and stuff. They they talk some deep shit on that one. <laughs> cool. I yeah. I, did you ever see that the sequel? Uh no. I I keep meaning to, and then it's like three hours long, and I'm always just like, do I have three hours to devote to a movie? And it's it's the kind of movie you do have to watch. You yeah. know, it's not just on in the background. Um. They talked a lot about like a few of the the interesting moments in it that that use odd sounds here or there. Um, some of it's very like uncomfortable when you break it down and really focus on it, and other parts are like, "Oh, that's actually really pretty." And I was like, I was pulled into the drama of the scene where I didn't appreciate the music on its own. Um, but there's one in particular where they use Mongolian throat singing. Oh, cool! And it was interesting because the guys all tried it. And it was kind of just a laugh, but none of them sure. could get near the sound of an actual like throat singing guy. It's just it's like yeah, there's there's some talented vocalists out there. That's a skill to appreciate. Yeah, um, that's also like false chord based. I don't my vocal coach could do that. I've tried it a few times. Uh, I can kind of get the bass sound going, but I can only do it healthy because if I hold it for like more than five seconds, it doesn't feel good. <coughs> uh, but it's kind of cool. There's definitely like based on the <clears throat> uh, noise, the throat clear. <clears throat> Something like that, but. <clears throat> no, I used to be able to do it and I lost it. Like, I, I was like... kind of getting there and then I, I stopped practicing and I forgot whatever I tricked my body into doing. Mark said when he found it, he started off doing like a pirate voice. Like, I'm a pirate. I, I'm, I'm a pirate. I, <laughs> that's just kind of a weird. The problem is, is like what I just did was like false chord phonation and then also a lot of true chord just like overlapped. And I know there's some of that, but there's like a specific way to do it. And I've heard like 
when I was like really looking into like false chord uh, engagement um, and I kind of doing a dive into, into throat singing to see if that would help me. Um, there's, there was someone who's actually really good at it. And like the whole, the process is like trying to, trying to imitate like a sheep and then going from there. So kind of like humming and also trying to like imitate a sheep while you hum. Like, bah, ah, ah, ah. Actually, that what you're doing sounds way closer than what I just did. <laughs> but I don't think you have enough grit on it. I think you need to add a little bit more. Like, it's like you're on the right track, I think, most shape-wise and probably resonance. But it's just like you need a little more of the distortion under there. I wonder if I straighten my back out more. Now, now it just sounds like you're going... But I, no, I lost it. Yeah. I don't have a beer. Voice stuff is fun. I definitely recommend like people you know, hey, play around with your voice. You can do neat stuff with it. But like you know, take breaks if you're going to do it for more than a handful of minutes. Be smart about it. Don't hurt yourself. I think it's really funny. Like, I don't practice a whole lot. But once in a while, I'll try growl stuff that you've taught me. Mm-hmm. And I can almost do it on command now. And it's become like nice. a party trick that I can pull out. Where it's like, if I want to imitate that growly music, I can just throw out a quick growl. And people go sure. like, oh, I didn't expect to hear that sound. Delightful. And they'll clap politely. I thought when I was... when I. I thought it would become a party trick for me as something to do, but now I'm so like self-conscious about like being properly warmed up so I can sound exactly how I want to sound that if I'm not, I don't want to do it because like, oh, no, I'll do it wrong. The one time I do it wrong in front of people, and they'll be like, oh, that guy's dumb. So that's my brain getting in the way. One of my favorite Mega 64 stories. Have you ever heard the story about the man from Brooklyn? I don't think so. They've told this story before, and I'll, I'll shorten it for time. But they were at a convention once, and Mega64 was always right next to Rooster Teeth, right? Yes. Excuse me. And so this little boy, he's like 12 or something, but he's got this super deep voice. And so, like, behind his back, they'd call him the man from Brooklyn. But it's this, like, little 12-year-old kid that's just, like, a big Rooster Teeth fan. I think I do remember this. Yeah, and he would show up. And he would say, like, 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 are are you guys, do you guys work for Rooster Teeth? And they go, oh, yeah, we're Rooster Teeth. He's like, are you really? Like, yeah. It's like, well, where's Bernie? And he's like, oh, well, that's him right there. And they'd point to Rocco. And Rocco's like, hi, I'm Bernie. And he's like, not even trying to pretend to sound like Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like Bernie. He's just also fat. He's like, yeah, that's me. And he's like, are right, you're Bernie. Like, yep, I'm Bernie. All right. If you're Bernie, then do the voice. And Rocco doesn't know what that means. Like, he doesn't even know what, what voice Bernie's known for doing. And so he was just like, hey, hello, it's me. He's like, that's not the voice. And then they, there's a guy from Rooster Teeth working there. And they they would get in on it. And so they would, they would like, wave somebody over and go, like, isn't this Bernie? And then they would come over and go, yeah, it's Bernie. It's like, well, that, how, he didn't do the voice. Is it, well, no, no, we get it in After Effects. Like, oh, oh, I see, I see. Okay, and he would like accept that. And they they still don't know what voice that was supposed to be. Nice, that's super funny. 
Oh, so this is a fun show, though. I, I, I like knowing that opinions are cheap isn't a fad. Yeah, because we're on I, what episode five hundred and thirty-eight now. I like to think so. You mentioned vocal. You mentioned like death metal stuff, and I'm just like immediately like, oh, I gotta send you a clip of this guy because he's who I'm trying to sound like now. This is a uh, Bendur of Shadow of Intent. I've probably talked about them before, and I've probably sent you clips of him before. But they put out oh, a new yeah, song yeah. This recently. Is, yeah, this is a good like goal to reach for though. Um, I've I've been I've been actually like close. hear it. And I know I can do better than that, but I'm sitting and I've been drinking and it's frustrating. And I'm just like, this is why I should do this on command. I have to, I have to spend the five minutes warming up first. <laughs> oh, Brandy, you're my friend. Yay, Brandy. Well, I guess speaking of Brandy, do we want to close out with a glad space? Sure. Um, I got a Lego set and I started building it and that's been pretty fun. Oh, which one did you settle on? So that was the ship in the bottle. Uh Rad. finally came. And that's been kind of an interesting experience because it's been ages since I built a Lego set. And then obviously this one is like 18 plus made for adults or whatever. And like all the pieces are so fucking tiny and like the build is really intricate. Like it, it almost feels more like putting a model together than a toy, which I guess is kind of the point. But I spent like a not quite two hours on it. I'm not done yet. Like, it's probably like a two and a half to almost three hour build to do the whole thing. So I've done, done it in chunks. And I'm, I'm doing it on the floor, sitting cross-legged like I would when I was 12. Not great for the back now that I'm 32. Uh, Cat's been enjoying it because all the pieces crinkle and he wants to play with the bags, play in the box. And, you know, and, and so it's been it's been a really enjoyable experience so far. Uh I think it's coming together pretty well. Like it, it, you know, it's looking neat. So I'm excited to have it done as like a display piece. So yeah, that like that's been a that's been a fun thing to to do. That's good. I actually went to our like our big Target, like the ritzy one that we have to drive further away for. Mm-hmm. And their toy aisle, they actually have a whole separate aisle just for the like adult collector Legos and all the oh, classy cool. black box and stuff and like the yeah. the architecture and the famous painting recreations and all that stuff. And there was just there was something really interesting about seeing like the the little uh um Disney Princess Lego set that costs $10 and then you walk over here where the the actual fans are. And there's some like morbidly obese guy in there named Cameron going like I prefer this one. <laughs> um yeah, Lego is fun. Oh, uh, my glad space. Oh, yeah. So they finally announced the new uh, Grey Knight Codex for 40K. Oh, cool. Which means they're going to like update the rules and the numbers and stuff. So that'll be kind of the current rules that Grey Knights use for the foreseeable near future until like 10th edition comes out or something. Sure. Um, so that means that now is the time I can finally make an actual, like, army list and finalize it in the way that I want it to be. Nice. Sorry. So, yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to that book coming in because I can, like, I can settle on (laughs) a strategy. I actually have, like, unmade models still just because I don't know if I want them to be, like, ranged or melee Oh, Um, sure. Like, I I think I want to focus on something so that things actually complement each other. Um, there's a lot of synergy. They're buffing a couple things. They're 
pulling back a couple things. So it's like, oh, okay, I got to rethink stuff. I want to see how the some of these new spells work out because they're they recalculated a few value values. <laughs> they recalculated a few abilities. Um, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I saw. I was watching a NerdForge video, and she's making these mini dioramas. And one of them, she was like painting this this statue, and she went online and she found a a 3D model she could print, and it looked really similar to like an Age of Sigmar character. But then the paint oh, scheme nice. was trying to make it look like stone, like it was like you know like a headstone kind of thing on a grave. Right. And my like immediate thought was like that would be a really interesting like look for an army. And it technically went like make the paint rules because it would largely be like one color that you just go like really detailed with on the, you know, like the paint texture, the texture of like old worn stone. Right. But I think if you're like, a, like a, one of the military armies would look really kind of cool that way, especially if you did like overgrown like shrubbery on them, like, you know, vines creeping well, up and winding around. And yeah, that's like what that. I was like, going to say is you, you add the color in the bases. You, you make the bases feel more alive than the actual soldiers. Yeah. I think and you that get this cool. Yeah. Really cool. Like, if I ever get, like, better at painting, like, that could be a reason to start, you know, like, uh, an emperor army, right? Is to, like, oh, I want to, like, I want to make them look like headstones and, like, really weird graves, but, like, totally overgrown. Like, they haven't been tended in, you know, a hundred years. So, it's funny. Um, on Twitter, I said, I have some unpainted Grey Knights and I have some unpainted Infinity models. I think I want to do one this weekend and just get it done, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the comments was... Uh, I don't know about Infinity. I just like 40k. And I posted some pictures of Infinity models. And it's like, well, this is it's like a sci-fi thing. And the first comment was, oh, I like 40k, but I'd never be able to paint those sci-fi things. And it's like, they're the exact same scale. What, what do you mean you can't? It's the same thing. Just yeah. different colors. Uh, we can get really psychological when we think about our own limitations. Yeah. I feel like I'm like the exact opposite, right? We're like, oh, I could do this one thing kind of all right. I can probably do like everything in that vein, right? Like, not can't, but I at least like am willing to try. And I think that's more important than being like, nope, I suck. Better not even attempt. Yeah, you don't gain anything that way. Right. But I think that's the show. I I hope this was fun. I had fun. I enjoy talking to you. So. Oh, okay. You're always shocked when you hear that, but it is true. All right. Okay. Sucks to be you, I guess. You have to be friends with me. All right. You don't have to be. You could, like, stop talking to me and then block my number. Okay. I would be sad, so don't do that. All right. Did we solve it? Did we solve all the world's problems? We solved enough of them. Um, Today at work, I told a funny joke, and someone said, wow, Cameron, you're so funny, and I... I didn't know I was being funny, and I can't remember what I said. 